Hi, this is Deadeye Dave welcoming you to the Real Blood Podcast Network. Each Saturday, you will hear a new episode of either Reasonably Real, which is our general movie podcast, or The Cast That Drips Blood, which is our horror-focused show. On Monday, we have Reasonably Newsworthy, which is our new show where we talk about the releases that you might be interested in on DVD Tuesday. We have a rotating cast of hosts, and we definitely aren't afraid to chat. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page in the show description and our letterbox profiles as well. If you are interested in supporting the show, telling your friends about us is the best way to make the show expand. If you are interested in supporting us monetarily, our podcasting host Anchor allows you to do that through their website, and every dollar is appreciated, but never expected. Thank you so much for your continued support, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Reasonably Real. This is one of your hosts, Deadite Dave, and joining with me today across the table, I'm going to start going left, because this is a special birthday podcast as you know he got to choose the topic and uh what did you choose this week i uh chose earnest movies or yeah. uh jim varney um, the late great jim varney a unheralded actor in my opinion the the dude was supremely talented doesn't get a lot of respect and uh, hopefully we can shine some light on some of his films movies and lives and this is maniac mike and uh thanks for tuning in today all right this is caleb yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say here. Uh, that's all right. <laughs> I don't get a big introduction. You're good. Yeah. You could come up with a nickname no. or anything you want. No, no, you're not. I'll let you, you guys do that. All right. All okay. right, up to you. Well, Steady Steve's here for the for the podcast. Glad to, glad to have uh, uh, been included in uh, you made me miss one, of football. The greatest, <laughs> one, of, one of the greatest actors in cinema and stage. Ernest P. Worrell or Jim Barney. Okay. What do you think of that? I I uh, do. I I I don't know. <laughs> I I legit do think he's probably one of the most underrated talents to to really star in film. Uh, when when you look at his whole body of work, I really do think that. Well, Are we talking comedy or just film in general? Comedy, film, advertising, and marketing. The dude was a, a do-it-all guy. He really All was. Right. I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and diss him, obviously, but I, I don't know if I'm going that far. I, I think he's a supreme talent of the brand of comedy he's in. Um, so I, I, that's where I'm going to draw my line, but I, I could see it. I, I'm sure you've got your argument for it, and we'll talk about it here soon. But before we do that, Maniac Mike, what have you been watching? Well, I've watched a few movies. It's been a little while since I've been on. Um, I'll go back, and I watched a 2020 release, and I was excited to watch this movie. Um, ever since seeing some uh, some previews about it last year and then earlier this year, and that's Antebellum. Um, that's directed by Gerard Bush, Christopher Renz, and it stars Janelle Monet. I think is how you say her name. Um, I hope I'm getting it right because she is the star of this show. And Janelle mm-hmm. Monae is amazing in this film. Uh, she does put on a great uh, performance. And this movie looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some definite care and time put into the cinematography, uh, the costuming, the sets, uh, everything like that. There's a lot of care put into it. 
but I do think the writing let this movie down. Um, it is... It's not as smart as it thinks it is, unfortunately. Um, and it had so much potential. I just think they, they kind of squandered what they had. Uh, I gave this movie a 5 out of 10. I do say it's worth a watch. Uh, just for Janelle Monet's performance. Because she is amazing in this movie. Uh, so that's Antebellum. Uh, I'll disagree. Uh, I, I do think I reviewed it briefly. But together my thoughts. I guess I haven't reviewed it on Letterboxd. I, uh, I don't think it's a perfect movie, nor a particularly great movie, but I do think it's pretty good. Um, I, I liked it a lot. Um, I agree. I don't think the twist is all that, you know, unexpected. Yeah. But uh, honestly, and again, that comes down to marketing, in my opinion, because if you watch the trailers, it pretty much gives away what the movie's about. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, I think... I think the movie's pretty good, though. Again, the performances are good, and the costuming and everything is pretty good, too. I, I liked it. I think I gave it a 7. I'll, I'll give it a 7 out of 10. I did like it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, next movie I caught up with was uh, Mikado Shinkai's next film, Weathering With You. Uh, my missus bought me this for my birthday, and I checked this out. So did I. Uh, yeah, and Dead Eye Dave also bought it for me. Uh, <laughs> is there a film here for me to buy? <laughs> but... Uh, I gave Weathering With You an 8 out of 10. Mm. Uh, this is Shinkai's follow-up to the uh, huge smash hit of Your Name. Um, and I, I'm doing my best not to compare the two movies because Shinkai has more than these two movies. It's just most people only know these two movies. Um, but Weathering With You is a very pretty film. The animation is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, there's a lot of comparing and contrasting in the animation, the colors they use. Uh, because this is pretty much about a rainy city with a girl that runs around called the Sunshine Girl, and she goes around praying for uh, nice weather and on certain days, and she gets it. Um, so people hire her and have her, you know, bless their birthday party and stuff like that to give them a nice day, because it's just unseasonable rain, torrential rain over uh, Japan. Hmm. And uh, so you get nice bright colors over this like dark rainy, you know, Tokyo skyline, and it's the the compare and contrasting in the animation and some of the the shots and cells is amazing. Hmm. Um, the love story did leave me a little bit wanting in the film, uh, so the the emotional response I had was not as impactful as I would have liked. Um, but unlike a lot of other Shinkai's films, this one had some good side characters to it. Where Shinkai usually, in most of his movies, has two, maybe three characters that are impactful to the story. This one has multiple, multiple characters in it that play a pretty good role. And I think he got the, uh, the ensemble of characters uh, right in this one. And so I'm excited to see what he can do next. I gave Weathering With You an 8 out of 10. And uh, it's a good movie. Um... Spoilers for an upcoming podcast. I finished off Hatchet, the Hatchet series, watching Hatchet 3. Um, and this one's probably my least favorite of the series. Yeah. Um, this one's a lot more serious in tone than the others. And I'm sorry, I, I didn't jive with it. Now, I did like a lot of the characters. It does mm -hmm. have Sid Haig, and he has a, a very good little five-minute you know, cameo where he does some comedy and stuff, and that's really funny. Um, it does have Derek Mears in it too, 
uh, which is the uh, played the Jason character in the newest Friday the Thirteenth movie, yeah. uh, the remake. Um, but it was it the the tone was serious and it was a little bit jarring going into that. I wasn't expecting that with the yeah. Hatchet series because this this series is known for uh, stupid characters and buckets of blood and you still had stupid characters but they took themselves too seriously they, they didn't joke and make fun of themselves and I, I gave this a 6 out of 10 it's still enjoyable uh, but o- probably only to horror fans yeah definitely um, only for horror fans yeah. on this one and uh, so I'm glad I finished it off and uh, we may be hearing about all these movies coming up for a uh, Halloween extravaganza episode so uh, stay tuned for that and then uh, the last movie I'll talk about, uh, just because it was on TV the other night and I couldn't sleep, was uh, Varsity Blues, uh, the late 90s kind of teen sex football comedy movie. But it has a lot of heart to it. It has more heart and a, a, a very poignant story and a, and a point to what it's saying. Um, Steady Steve would like this movie if there was no strip club, <laughs> if... Uh, the teacher wasn't a stripper. And, yeah. Um, so I'm not going to like it. You actually would like this movie if the nudity and, and stuff like that was toned yeah, if down. If you want to stick to a sex comedy, watch what, uh, my, what is it, Wet Hot American Summer? My Wet Hot American Summer. That one's actually pretty good, and there's not a whole lot of rough content in it. It, it really is a good movie. With yeah, it is a good movie. Um, I haven't seen Varsity Blues, honestly. Yeah. It's not my, it's not my genre, usually. <laughs> It um, it stars James Vanderbeek as the uh, the lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays uh, Johnny Moxon. Mm-hmm. He's the uh, the you know the second string quarterback because first string quarterback played by Paul Walker gets hurt. So uh, this was an early role by Paul Walker, and um, huh. I-, I give this movie a seven out of ten because there is a lot of heart and it's kind of like Goon. You go into it and it's you think it's just going to be a comedy, but then you come out of it and you're like, man, that that actually has a point in the story, and I kind of liked it. So mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of what Varsity Blues is, and that's all I'm going to talk about on stuff that I've watched this week. Okay. Uh, I watched some movies obviously in preparation for today's podcast, but we'll get into those. Okay. So Caleb, what have you been watching? Uh, so since last time I've been on, I I stick I try to move over to watching more horror films and such. So I started off with some old ones. Uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and then Nosferatu. Uh, both really good. I enjoyed them. I especially enjoyed just older films in general. But the transition scene between Jekyll and Hyde, the first one, it's iconic for mm-hmm. horror, especially that era of horror. Uh, Nosferatu, I enjoyed it. Um, you can definitely tell they worked with what they had mm-hmm. to work with at the time. But it's still great. I gave both an 8 out of 10. Uh, and then I moved on to The Ritual, which was a film I originally had on my, my 31-day challenge for watching new horror films I've never seen before. But I decided just to go ahead and watch it anyways. Mm. It's good. Yeah, yeah. It's I, good. I think I think paganism is a genre, especially Norse paganism is a genre that's not really used much when it comes to horror film, especially mm-hmm. ones that I have, you know, that I've seen. But I, I loved it. The, the build-up, the slow burn to finally seeing the the creature at the end it was it was great and the creature's awesome the creature is very very there's a pretty good book great. about this too mm-hmm. and uh the books actually where that the kind of cult mm-hmm. element is a death metal cult 
So, which makes it even awesome <laughs> in a way. But I know the movie's great. I, I didn't even know it was a book mm-hmm. until one of my friends turned me to the book. I, I did read it. I think the movie's better, frankly. Uh, but I do think the book has its merits, too. Uh, I moved to a lighter tone after that and uh, watched uh, Monty Python's Life of Brian. Yeah. Uh, just now trying to get into the life of Brian or the Monty Python series in general. The and the, the group's amazing, and I, mm-hmm. I enjoy. I watched uh, the Holy Grail a few months back, but I decided to watch Life of Brian. I like Life of Brian better, and right. I just, I understand where it would hit people the wrong way, but sure. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was great. No, this is great. Uh, then after that, I watched The Devil All the Time, which is a Netflix special, it's a Netflix movie, and. A-list cast, mm-hmm. especially Tom Holland and Robert Pattinson. Uh, they pull off great performances. And uh, I think this is a different role for Tom Holland than anything we've ever seen from him previously. Yeah. And But I think he does a great job. I think we'll be definitely seeing him in more serious roles later on in his life because he's he does well at it. Mm-hmm. And especially, you know, him and Robert Pattinson are the main characters, definitely. But you, you see Bill Skarsgård and you see... Just the entire cast they have to work with, and I think they pulled off a really great film. Yeah, no, I, this is another one I forgot to review. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in the seven sort of range with it. I think it's, um, I think I agree. Everything you said, I agree with. Mm-hmm. And then I'll add that I think the story's just going to appeal to people in different ways. Yeah. Um, I, I hate to call it pointless in a way, but that's kind of the way I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like movies where where bad things it's just a series of horrible events and misery for no reason. i call it misery porn yeah because it's just it makes the reason i like which sounds weird from a horror fan mm. but to defend it the reason i like horror films is to watch the struggle and the um you know o- eventual usually overcoming of the odds of a character you're mm. rooting for the protagonist to get out or at least i do um you know so this movie just that that was how it came off to me it was great though in a lot of ways and there's some good performances mm. including a way out there robert pattinson accent yeah. and he plays uh minister in this movie and mm. uh, uh yeah it's a very different role for him and um so don't watch this by the way whatever you do don't watch it uh, I, I think another problem with it is uh, that i had was that I guess this guy got like had bad experiences in church or something because this dude just freaking hated God bad. <laughs> like this whole movie was like every Christian person in this is a piece of trash and it goes out of its way to say how stupid religion is at every turn. And I'm like, I'm all for having your opinion out there, but I'm a Christian myself and I'm like, I've kind of had enough of that. And I watch movies where the whole idea is Satan and I'm like, yeah, that's cool, metal. And then I'm like, whatever, yeah, Satan, cool. But then, then it's just like, all right, I get what you're saying. I think I've it was more or less. I think ago. it was more or less trying to warn people against blind faith. Sure. Because especially that time frame, there 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 are a lot of false the preachers yeah. who are just like preaching to preach. They don't oh, really yeah. have a meaning behind it, and they they this is kind of sure. going towards that. Yeah. Uh, no, I gave I, I gave it an eight out of ten, and with Life of Brian, I gave it a nine. Okay. Out of ten. Cool. Uh, skipping forward a little bit, I, I started off my thirty one days. For, for Halloween. Start off with Halloween, the original 1978 version of Halloween. Mm-hmm. And I can see now where it is a classic. Uh, I never really liked horror growing up, but 
I'm now getting into it, and Halloween's definitely helped me with that and kind of mm-hmm. jump-started my interest in it because it's just a fantastic film. Jamie Lee Curtis does a great job. Uh, the the idea it, it, the idea that you don't know where Michael Myers is mm-hmm. and he could just be anywhere at any time terrifies me. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very terrifying film. The idea of an actual boogeyman living yeah, out there. I agree. This is this one actually does continue to creep me out today, mm-hmm. and I've seen it a million times. It's my favorite movie, but uh, yeah. I, I and then uh, Annihilation with uh, Scott Oscar Isaac in it and Natalie Portman. And it was a good film. Very cosmic horror, very Lovecraftian. Um, some parts of it didn't quite understand. Uh, maybe that's just me being new to the horror genre. Sure. But I thought it was a great film. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very colorful. The set design was great. The, the makeup and CGI was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, everyone having their own sort of individual way that where they're at in the shimmer is affecting them. Yeah. It's very interesting because you see where, I guess it's kind of isolation even though you're with people, but it kind of shows how isolation can be affecting people. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought it was an interesting film. I gave it a, I gave it a 7 out okay. of 10. And then lastly, 1982 with Thomas Jane, one of my favorite actors, does a very good job in this film um wasn't expecting it like i understand the concept before watching it was murder you know mm-hmm. the murder of the man uh, jane mr james's wife but i wasn't expecting it to be as gruesome as it was mm-hmm. uh definitely a gruesome film especially when you look at all the deaths and you see that they show you the imagery mm-hmm. of the death and uh i thought it was good for the time frame that it was portrayed in and uh kind of it just shows you the impact that guilt and mm-hmm. regret can put on someone's mind. And it shows you that in uh, sort of the fashion of a murdered wife. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a good film. It, it was Thomas Jane's performance mixed with, you know, the gruesome imagery kind of turned it from what would be a dull and boring film and mm-hmm. just disappointing to a good film. I gave it a 6 out of 10. Okay. Sweet. Good deal. Is that all for you? Yeah, that's, that was my last one I watched. All righty. I'm on to you, Steady Steve. All right, well, what have you been doing? I only oh. really got two uh, to talk about, uh, that now at least. Um, I got uh, caught up with Enola Holmes, a Netflix film starring uh, Miley Bobby Brown, uh, Henry Cavill, Sam Claflin, and Helen, uh, Helena Bonham. Um it's got some good parts. Did you pronounce one of those names correctly of that list? <laughs> Henry Cavill's right. I don't know how you mess up. I'm man. just messing with uh, Okay. So, I just got to give you crap, man. Okay. What is no, Scott? He did not. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so, either way. Uh, I thought the cast was fairly good, especially uh, Henry. He was really solid. And... Uh, he made a good Sherlock Holmes. See, I've, but, but, I've heard the same thing, and then I've heard other things. It's weird. I don't know. Well, you know. It, I, I know. I believe you, though. I, I really do. Uh, I believe you probably more than... I don't think the film is great. It's it's probably on the high end of Netflix films for this year. How's that? I've got one to cover on that I think is Netflix actually films. awesome this week. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, uh, but anyway, it's it's a pretty good film. And, uh, yeah, but it, it uses... it. I don't know. It, it kind of gets... They stare into the camera a lot and use that fourth barrier kind of thing to the point where it gets pretty old. So it tries to do the Guy Ritchie thing that he was doing with the 
Robert Downey Jr. ones, but with a different, you know, yeah. cast. Yeah, it, okay. it's just too much. And then, uh, but you know, as a whole, the story's got a lot of heart. It's it's pretty entertaining. Okay, uh, cool. I, I enjoyed it for what it is. And then the other thing I watched was, uh, which now I can't get to it, is that American uh, Murder Story. Oh, you watched that? American Murder of the Family Next Door. Uh, yeah, I watched it last night. It's pretty good. Is uh, it a movie or is it a well, show? It, it's, it's a, a docudrama. It's a docudrama, it? really. The, um, what's unique about it is the fact that the film uses, is almost exclusively made of the social media posts from them. Huh. And actual, she was, I guess, on the internet a lot. Uh, okay. Was a kind of a hosted shows and different things. But, but they so don't. She's on there a lot. They don't show the murder, correct? Like no, actual, they don't okay, have that. Good, good cause I, use, I wouldn't watch it if there was. I, so, but they I, use I can't uh, real world violence. They use law enforcement uh, footage, like body cams, and that. And that's all. You know, like ninety percent is what, uh, maybe even more, is what they pulled off of either the internet, hmm. police footage, or news media. That's pretty interesting. And they really don't, they allow them to tell the story, I guess, while they just piece it together in pieces. Um, it works. The problem I think the story has, and part of the reason why I think this works for that, is because this is not like, it's not some long drawn out thing where there's a bunch of twists and plot turns. You go on the internet, if you want to ruin it, you'll know how it ends. And there's really not much else to it. So... Uh, it's pretty straightforward kind of drama. So I think I give it a seven. I could see some people really not liking this one a whole lot. It's a it's a drama. It's a family drama that goes horribly wrong. Okay. And, uh, that sounds pretty uh, interesting. So I, I thought it was pretty good. If for nothing else, it's different in its way of telling its story, I think. I've been interested uh, in it. So uh, beyond uh, that, I did... Uh, I, I did want to shout out. I think I, we talked about this last time. I watched Challenger: The Final Flight. Did you? Did we talk about that the last time? I uh, no. Okay, so I watched Challenger: The Final Flight. It is on Netflix, which is a pretty interesting story about the Challenger disaster. It's a four-part series. Oh, the school teacher. And uh, yes, so it, it, it. I thought for a while it was going to be a hit piece on NASA, but it does a pretty good job of being fair. I mean, there's certainly some blame to go around here i'm not saying that they're innocent uh but i thought the i thought it really brought it around extremely well to say the people knew the risk it's, you're flying in space it's calculated risks all the time anything goes wrong is catastrophic yeah. and they made some mistakes they made some decisions that they, i'm sure a lot of people would have wanted back and uh, but in the end uh space flight is important and here's why and it's pretty good the only real beef i had with it is it's long it's, it could have i think been done in three parts because they go back to the dawn of the the space of the shuttle and they bring it forward to show how mm. these mistakes may you know eventually infiltrated yeah. and i thought they spent a little too long on that mm. so if you're not really a space fan a space flight kind of fan you're probably going to get kind of bored with this in the middle in the middle two films but uh you know I, I i'm into it a little bit and i thought it was well worth a watch and interestingly enough for people that are down here i've lived in this area for a long time sherry and i went up to my wife and i went to uh, bonterre and there is a space museum in bonterre i saw signs and honestly thought it was a restaurant or something 
I never thought about it being an actual space flight museum. But yeah, it's a space flight museum, and it's pretty good. It's, hmm. it's 10 bucks a person. It's well worth your trip. It's got a shuttle simulator, not one <laughs> that you ride in, but uh, uh, computer screens that, that show what's going on, and they show the, the liftoff. It's not real long. It's extremely loud, but that's the point, is to simulate what it would be like at that three-and-a-half-mile range. Hmm. Um Really neat. A lot of artifacts. A lot of interesting stuff. Um, I can't believe I honestly I didn't even know it existed. Up. And, uh, you know, it's, it's over by the mine. I've lived up yeah. there for like a few months now, and I I know it's there, but I haven't taken the well, chance to go see it. It was empty yesterday, as and there I think they are having some like a lot of things. COVID is is hurting businesses, yeah. uh, and I think this is one uh, that's really kind of getting hurt. They got some pretty good money. They moved from another location, which is the one I saw, into a large, pretty nice location. They spent a lot of money. They've got some grant money. I'm pretty sure they're getting funded somewhere by McDonnell Douglas as well as other pieces. I forget how many artifacts they actually have. Pieces of space shuttle, suits, uh, huh. different things. It's well worth your time to go in here and look around. And at 10 bucks, it's a bargain, in my opinion, for anybody that's interested in some space flight. And I'm going to make a donation because they've got some movie posters on the wall uh, from just space movies in general. So I found a home for 2010. Uh, they're gonna, I'm gonna get that to them whenever I go up there at some point cool. and not too distant future. Mm. Um, and uh, so I, I guess the guy that, that, that is actually the curator of it, ha excuse me, has a job, but he has a, uh, he went through some of the, space program I think early on but was never an astronaut now what I wish I would have saw was not long ago they had the reopening in their newer building they actually had astronauts the one from Jackson they had space shuttle people they had all kinds of people there and I somehow have not seen that um, hmm. so I'm gonna start checking that out and plugging them a little bit uh, great uh, great venue for 10 bucks you know you just can't hardly find yep. something to do that cheap you know, mm -hmm. so uh, and we we just drove by it on accident. It's on the back side of the mines, mm -hmm. and whenever you see the the mine the 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 mine mine tour, which is also pretty cool, uh, the mine tour is on one end there in the middle of downtown Montana. It's on kind of on the back side of that. So so go check it out if you're interested in the space program at all. I think I'll get Dad out, and I know he'll love it. And uh, it's not that big where he couldn't do it. So. That's basically, other than uh, Ernest Films, that's it. What do you got? All right, Dave. I got a ton of Ernest movies. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, you got a bunch of tens then, don't you? Yeah. 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 Um, I got <laughs> um, oh, gosh. So, you know, Devil All the Time talked about that a little bit. I watched, uh, for day one, was uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. Uh, again, we'll talk about that soon. Day two. Uh, 31 Days of Halloween. I had Little Monsters. I was uh, not expecting much out of this movie. Um, surprisingly, this is one of the better, I think, kids' horror movies I've seen in a while. Because yep. um, I watched Hocus Pocus along with that, and that'll be one of the 31 Days. Hmm. I'll be honest, that movie I did not like at all um, upon hmm. a rewatch. I kind of hated it, um, if I'm being honest. Because it was annoying. This movie never really annoyed me. Howie Mandel's character as the monster in this could be annoying, yep. mm -hmm. depending on your taste. But I never found him annoying, and I get pretty graded by these types of things. 
I liked the world building though. I think there's an interesting world here. Um, I've heard some people call this the the uh, kids version of Nightbreed, and I don't disagree because it's actually really similar to that idea. Um, but it's a good kids-based horror movie. I, I really think it was fun. Uh, it's got uh, Fred Savage in it, who plays a really funny kid in this movie. I liked his performance because he's kind of a craphead, honestly. And, uh, you know, everyone treats him as such. And he's kind of a little misunderstood, but he's definitely a craphead. Um, but it's kind of funny because you, you like him. You so know, he's like you. Annoying. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But he, he's a good kid. It, it's funny. Towards the end, you actually get a little bit of, like, gore and some... Yeah, yeah, a no. A little you, bit of violent imi- bloody imagery. You actually get a straight-up decapitation yeah. in the movie. What it's movie not is this? Little, little Monsters. Monsters. Something I can watch. Then. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's safe. It's just... I think this movie balances the comedy with actual horror. That's my problem. I mean, if you're going to watch... If a kid's going to watch a horror movie, it should be at least remedially scary. And that's my problem with stuff like with Hocus Pocus. That movie's not scary at all, even if you're a kid. And I, I guess there's a certain audience for that. But as a horror fan, I say F that. You know, yeah, if you're going to watch no, a horror film, at least don't, don't, at least watch a horror film. And th- this is something you can show a kid. And uh, it's good. What else you can show them is, sorry, uh, go ahead. Uh, Little Monsters was, for somebody that was my age, is the epitome of that Saturday afternoon movie sure. on like one of your local cable channels. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I've seen this on Saturday afternoons whenever I was eight or ten years old. Mm-hmm. So, but it, it's a really good movie. Where's yeah. it available at? Uh, actually, the best Blu-ray drawn Blu-ray there. remaster of this is available at Walmart for ten dollars, and I do recommend buying it. Um, it's that's a cheap deal, by mm-hmm. the way. On yeah, that, on that restoration, it's from Vestron. They did a great job with it. Um, so good stuff. Next up for day three of thirty-one days of Halloween. You'll get some spoilers for some that haven't came out too in a little bit, but all right, Jaws Five, <laughs> also known as Cruel Jaws, director uh, directed by Bruno Mattei, um, director of Shocking Dark and Robo War. Um, this yeah. you need to see. Uh, okay, this, this movie. <laughs> hear me out. Like, if you want to see a Jaws ripoff movie where it's the Italian version. Of the Jaws story, beat for beat, it's a rip-off of Jaws. Literally, the story's the same, but it's the Italian version of what they think the Americans are like. So you know how that went in Robo-War. So imagine that. Imagine exploitation, And then imagine that the theme song is legitimately the Star Wars theme song. I'm not kidding. They literally ripped off the Star Wars theme. So they're shipping off, you know, all their series here. So if you wanted to ever hear the Star Wars theme in a shark exploitation flick, um, with also a dude who looks like Hulk Hogan, uh, legit, he's one of the main characters, looks exactly like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> a guy who looks like Patrick Swayze in it. I mean, this movie is exploitation what's, in the finest. What's the it name is of this awesome. movie? Cruel Jaws or Jaws Five. He really does. <laughs> like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Yeah. This movie is great. Um, Where can Severin, I find this at? Uh, Severin has a Blu-ray of this. I can get you the Blu-ray. Um, it is great. And this is one that we would watch for sure. I'll, I'll bring it over sometime. And uh, we'll enjoy it and rip into it. Um, this would be a perfect double feature with some other great shark exploitation classics. I gave this a low score because the movie sucks. It, it sucks bad. Um, and 
but on the funnel meter, it's high. It's as high <laughs> as it could be. The sky's the limit with Bruno Mattei. And you've got a real frickin' treat on your hands it's, if you want to watch cool ten draws. on the funnel meter and a yeah, one on much. the technical. Pretty much, yeah. That's, that's, that's great. So, uh, other than that... No, um, no nudity at all, huh? Uh, not that I can remember. I mean, there's a lot of... There's a lot of horny people in the movie, a lot. Like, that's pretty much the main drive of every scene in the movie is, like, they're all in bikinis all the time, and, you know, they're wanting to rail. But uh, the shark usually gets in the way by the end. So the shark's the hero. He saves uh, no, a lot not. of premarital sex and pregnancies. Well, uh, you, if, if you think that's that's where it is, then you need to watch some slasher movies because that digs real deep into that. Uh, but, no, it, it's a good movie. Uh, I, not a good movie. It's a fun movie. Watch it. Just watch Cruel Jaws. Trust me. You're not going to be disappointed. You're going to bring um, it down sometime. <laughs> yes, I'm going to bring it. It's great. Um, again, not an official Jaws sequel, but, again, the Italians ripped off movie titles all the time. So here you go. Here's the Jaws 5 that you've always wanted. Um, then I watched, of course, Hocus Pocus is one of them. Now I've got to think because I haven't. I watched Scare Me on Shudder. I did not like that movie. Um, yeah, I agree yeah. with you. I found this movie annoying. I thought the ideas were cool because it's basically these people telling scary stories. And it's neat, but the characters are so unlikable in this movie. I didn't like either character. They're fairly decent actors, the both of them. But neither character I thought was wrote particularly well. Um, and especially the the girl. I thought that author lady was really annoying, honestly. Oh, I did too. As a character. I'm like, I would have told her to get the F out of my house. Yep. And um, pretty quick at that point. I'm um, saving this one for my, my 13 days of Halloween. I, I am too. I, I mean, I, these are spoilers for some upcoming yep. uh, ones for me. But I, I, I say probably give a good old pass to this one there's some ideas here i could actually see some people liking it but it wasn't great um so i watched house of a thousand corpses started that up freaking love this movie um some rob zombie this is your type of movie dad plenty of rob zombie uh plenty of uh there's a you know gratuitous nudity in it um very gratuitous gore um and gratuitous clowns uh, Mike, from Captain Mike, can Spaulding. I, can I get your support, Mike, to, for an interdiction and where we can go clean out his movies? Now, you can't have them, you, but we're going uh, to I get will, rid of them. I will take them and I will get rid of them, yes. No, you're so, going to have to help me haul them off because all of his movies No, 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 no. I, you distract him, I'll take the movies and I will get no, rid of them. because you're going to keep them. Good luck. I'd or believe, sell them. I'd kill you before that happened. <laughs> well, that's, that's it's 31 crazy. it's 31 days to help you. it's 31 days of halloween man i've just gotta be i've gotta bring the spooky vibes man no, I, that's a good movie I, I gave it a high score um house of a thousand corpses is great though uh, honestly I, I do recommend it um uh, yeah it's not for you though um i see the I see the variation in the quality of Rob Zombie's movies and why people might or might not like them. It's good, though. This is this is a really good movie. This is one of his better ones. Mm -mm. Um, yeah, even you'd agree that it's probably one of his better movies. <laughs> okay, well, I guess um, it would be relative. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, it's a good movie. I, I love this movie. It's got a great Halloween vibe. It's funny. If you can get past its content of these movies, I think you'd find it funny. Um, and, and just good good horror and, and he's got a great great eye for cool looking imagery um, it's 
Speaking of that, uh, my last review would be She Killed in Ecstasy, um, a Jess Franco slasher movie. Um, very fascinating movie. Uh, Jess Franco is a really interesting director. Um, this movie follows a woman whose husband gets pretty much uh, cast out by the medical society um, over experiments he was doing to... Um, basically, he was working with embryos to... Um, better humanity and the medical society um, decided that it was unethical you know what he was doing you know was bad and would alter humanity um, so they cast him out said what he was doing was illegal um, and it made for a great story because the he ended up he ends up killing himself basically um, which causes her to get revenge on the medical society um, who did that to him and one of those people is Jess Franco himself <laughs> the director um, she puts on a fantastic performance. Uh, really good. Great visuals. Um, really interesting movie. Um, you know, not for people who aren't, you know, really into horror movies because there's a little bit of content in it. Uh, but it is it is really good. Uh, Jess Franco's movies are pretty great. I like the story here. So I recommend She Kills and Ecstasy. Um, good film. I give that one... I'll probably get around to that one soon. It's probably an 8 or a 9, honestly. It's, it's that good. It, it really is a great... Great horror film, one that needs to be seen. So that's it for me. All right. Oh boy. Go ahead and introduce Ernest P. Whirl and the interesting world of right. films that he embodies. Uh, most people know Jim Varney as Ernest P. Whirl, uh, you know, where he starred in his titular movies, you know, Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest Saves Christmas, Ernest Goes to Jail, Ernest Scared Stupid, and the list goes on. Uh, but he was born June 15th, 1949, um, as James Varney. And he, unfortunately, he did die February 10th of 2000 of lung cancer. Uh, he had battled the disease for a couple years. Very unfortunate. And um, nobody knew about it, actually. He got diagnosed in 98. He didn't. He opted not to tell anybody and uh, continued doing the uh, story, Toy Story franchise. And then he finally came out publicly in 99 and said yeah i'm sick and it's pretty bad and then he passed away in 2000 but uh on top of Ernest p world he also did uh you know judd clampett on the beverly hillbillies movie back in the early 90s he also was slinky dog in toy story one and two uh, and he also had uh, side characters in the uh the sitcom roseanne uh, he had a side character in the simpsons um, he got his big break in 1976 on the Johnny Cash and Friends Variety Show, um, hmm. you know. And then obviously his 80s, the early 80s, late 70s, that was his commercial career, where he just did um, uh, marketing commercials in different markets all around the country, and really was one of the very the, the first big people to really break into a commercial and marketing career uh, just on his name alone. Uh, he would he would take the same commercial, but he would change the middle 10 seconds where he would advertise different things. So, you know, it was, he's climbing up on a roof to annoy his neighbor, you know, and the first, you know, you watch it the first time in Tennessee and he's advertising Mellow Yellow. But then you may see the same exact commercial in California but he's advertising for milk. And so it's the same commercial. They just changed the middle 10 seconds. And then his neighbor pushes him off the roof. You know, he always had a, a, a it was always some like uh, punchline commercial. 
uh, you know, where a window slams on his fingers or the neighbor gets annoyed and kicks the ladder over or something like that. And mm-hmm. it really caught on. And it caught on so much that uh, Disney came a-calling. And um, he really broke into the mainstream as far as film came, or as far as film goes. And that's Ernest Goes to Camp. Um, I do believe this was an 87 film. Um and it is one of his better ones. Um, you know, he pretty much plays a, uh, a janitor or a, a maintenance guy at a, a uh, summer camp. And he wants to become a counselor so bad, but nobody will give him the chance because they think he's just some idiot. And uh, they're right, he is. But <laughs> every Ernest movie, it's kind of like I talked about with uh, Varsity Blues earlier. We talked about Goon earlier. Every Ernest movie has a little bit more heart than it should, and it just works. And a lot of it works because these are family comedy films. It's all slapstick comedy. There's a lot of, uh, you know, physical gags of him getting wrapped up in a, a, a barbecue spit, you know, in uh, Ernest Goes to Camp. Or, uh, you know, he gets hit in the face with a, uh, a food tray and it forms to his face and he walks around and runs into a wall and then a, a soda machine falls over on him. That comedy's not going to be for everybody. I understand that. Um, some people will find it annoying. I, I will never put anybody down for saying Ernest is annoying because, yes, he can be. Um, but it's just that brand of humor. And it, it, a lot of it probably is nostalgia goggles. But even today... Uh, Ernest Goes to Camp is a great movie. Um, you know, he has a, a cute little turtle friend that ends up biting him on the nose and he gets poison ivy. And, and But he goes through all this stuff um, as a normal camper would. And so I think it related to a lot of kids back then. And it was a commercial success. Um, mm-hmm. I think it cost $3 million to make. Ended up making over $20 million. <laughs> For a three million dollar movie, and Disney was like, "Hey, we want another one of those." Um, and that's when probably most people's favorites, Ernest Saves Christmas, came, came out. Yeah, uh, Steve, I know this is one of your favorite movies. Oh yeah, or well, uh, Ernest movies, Christmas movies. Yeah. yeah, I think there are four in his filmography that are really worth watching. For that, that that probably is gonna. Yeah, well, I, I shouldn't even say it like that. If you if you don't if you don't know what Ernest is and you start off with Ernest goes to Africa, you're probably going to hate his guts. Yep. But if you watch the top four, we'll get to them. We probably all have the same four. I don't know the order, but yeah. we'll probably all have the same four uh, on the list. Then I think you got a shot. At, if you like the Stooges, if you like that kind of humor, um, then I think he's I think he's a genius for slapstick comedy. Myself. And all of his movies are family friendly. They are pretty funny, and they have a good story. They have tons of heart. They have good stories. So you know that's yeah. the reason why I like these movies. The Snake Wrangler and Ernest Saves Christmas yeah. when he's sneaking into the set because uh, in Eisen, yeah, the the middle of the movie he may play five different characters within thirty yeah. seconds, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and it's just an impersonation. It's just a cutaway to a face, mm-hmm. you know. But he may play you know an old lady. Then he may yeah. play a snake wrangler. Then he may play, you know, a uh, uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. It's not the Mongolians, but it's somebody kind of like that, uh, you know, where he plays an invader. 
The old lady shows up in a lot of his films. Yep. Um, and and that one might be one of his most well-known yeah. ones. That one shows up in a, a lot. It's, it's I, in a lot of commercials I think, as well. I, I want to say it's in every one of them yeah. at some point. Because yeah. I, I, I've... <laughs> I watched every one of them this week. Um, I commend you, good sir. I tried. I, I really did. I, didn't watch all I, of them. I, I, I love you, man. I love your birthday, and uh, you know, I wanted to wanted to bring it all for your birthday, and here I am. I, I, I would like to say now, now we had this discussion before. Whenever I said I watched Ernest Goes to the Army, and Mike said that one and. And goes to Africa. It's terrible film. Skip it. Now I took Mike's advice and never even made an attempt, even though it's available everywhere. Yep. To watch. They're free on YouTube. Free on Vudu. Yeah. Um, I don't know why he had to watch that one. But well, I, I watched them all. I wanted to give them all a chance. And <laughs> since I, I good job. I'm I'm assuming you've watched Goes to Africa at some point. Oh yeah, I've seen them all. Unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> so other than Mike, I guess I'll go ahead. By talk, going through the movies, if you wanted to see an earnest movie um, taking on Cannibal Holocaust, because this actually is a cannibal film, um, not kidding. Um, the story of Ernest goes to Africa. A guy steals jewels from a skull, um, and Wait. of course, Ernest goes. Is this, is this and, a ripoff uh, of? It's of. Uh, uh, it's yeah, a, Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones and the Crystal It's a rip-off rip of Good Cinema idea. is what it is. And um, <laughs> this is a tragedy, honestly. It is a bad movie. This movie isn't just bad. This is this is, this is is egregiously bad. I'll be honest, I shouldn't have watched this early. Because I'll be 100% honest, this movie kind of pissed me off. Um, because it, it's it's very racist. Um, very insensitive. And, and I get that it's at its time... But even at its time, this is racist. Bad. I'm. This movie delves into every stereotype it could, um, including weird. You know, there, there's even like blackface in this movie from Ernest, and it's like that's not a good look, dog. <laughs> Come on, man. Well, it was and, acceptable at the time. Okay, you could say whatever you want, but it's still it's a very common not. practice in acting. Okay, but yes. it shouldn't be. Uh, again, that's not just the only problem. The, no, the problem is sure. this movie sucks sure on top bad. of the yeah. fact that I was offended by it. So, no, F this movie. Uh, this my uh, this one was bad. I just wanted to get this one out of the way so we didn't have to talk about it anymore. Okay. And get that, because I don't want to be negative the whole... The it whole is a series. bad movie. You're not going to get any argument from me. It's, it, it's it, a bad movie. It's insipid. I'm sure the um, next one's going to be... The, the, In the Army's also yeah. bad. Uh, goes to school is okay. See, I I disagree with that listing because I think the next worst one is Rides Again. See, Rides Again to me is okay. I hate. I, it. I, uh, I didn't see it. This I, was I, one I, of the. This was one of the direct to TV movies. It, it's one of, in the later end of his yeah. career where he you could tell this one. I think it was this one. School, Africa, and um, Army. And um, are all and uh, Slam Dunk Ernest are yes. all straight to video. Yes, everything after show. 1991 was the release of Ernest Scared Stupid, and that was the last of the Disney movies. Um, and then after that, they all went to direct to TV or direct to video and yeah. stuff like that. And, and the quality did drop off substantially. Um, yeah, because I feel 
I feel like there are some ideas here, and I'm not going to diss Jim Varney too much, because obviously if you're doing something and it's working, making money, you're going to keep doing it. But even the better of these straight-to-video titles, you could tell it wasn't yep. clicking with him. He, I, I don't think he wanted to do these as much, because I'll agree, I think this dude's a great actor. And I think mm -hmm. he was typecast, because this character became so popular, and he could have branched out into other things. And I yep. think you could almost tell that he wanted something more. Yep. from and, these movies and, and he wasn't getting it yeah and, and that's kind of uh, it's one reason why he uh, played uh, Clampett in the Beverly Hillbillies sure um, which uh, that, that movie's okay um, it, it's funny it serves its purpose it's not great but um, it, it's kind of sad that probably one of his best performances uh, two of his best performances were at the very end of his life and that's mm -hmm. as Slinky Dog in Toy Story 1 and 2 I, I really enjoyed him. Another Disney film, the Atlantis: The Lost Atlantis, Empire. Yes, he, played he plays Cookie. Cookie, and I I thought you know him switching over, and maybe it's because I, these were at the end of his life, so there was more or less him not wanting to be on screen, but still wanting to do something. Him doing his voice acting work was amazing. Yeah, and I I really enjoyed it. It was it was really influential in my childhood, especially when I did watch the Ernest films. Uh, I borrowed them from friends and watched them, and I thought at the time I thought they were amazing, and he did a great job. Um, but I think his voice acting work with Disney and you know Disney bringing him back around mm -hmm. to do Atlantis and keeping him around to do Toy Story, it was. And mm -hmm. Disney even paid homage to him, and he's technically in three and four mm -hmm. in pieces, or well, four. Uh, they uh, reused uh, lines that he had recorded from one and two. Um, for Slinky Dog. Uh, th and they brought in another voice actor, but he was only complimentary to unused lines that um, they had used to Jim Varney because Slinky Dog was Varney's character. Mm -hmm. um, so c continue your list. I know no, you said okay. Africa was bad, uh, and I totally agree. I'm just trying to get, get the bad ones out of the way because there are some good movies, yeah. and I think there's fun to be had. I just... I don't think it, so I want to get him out of the way. Um, uh, Rides Again, I think, is another one for me. I think you disagree with that. Has anyone else other than me and Mike seen Rides Again? I did not. I watched this okay. group thing called Family Album or something. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen that one. Um, but Rides Again is pretty much, uh, he finds a cannon, and there's some... Uh, ancient treasure bear, or supposedly in the canon and he goes on an adventure i mean yeah, he goes it, on an adventure with a a scholar like mm -hmm. whose wife does not approve of his theory that the jewels are in this canon and the majority of the movie is him riding around this canon and it's it's very random um i would suggest if you're gonna watch a scene of a cart or something similar going out of control um, instead of watching the 40 or 50 minutes of that there is in this movie, I would very much suggest watching the short two or three minute clip from Peter Jackson's Dead Alive um, <laughs> of the baby cart going out of control yep. um, in that movie. And <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, Rides Again is uh, one of the lesser directed TV films, sure. but I think it is one of the better ones, especially for kids. This one is more kid-oriented than uh, even why a lot of his so other bad. movies. It's <laughs> probably why I hate it. I, I don't I don't like movies that only are for kids. Yep. And I feel like this movie is. It is. This one uh, is for very like If you watch audience. it as an adult, you're going to not 
care for. I, I think yeah. that kids, the best, the better kids movies. I think I, I just don't. I think it's a lazy excuse to go. I'm going to make a movie just for kids. Yeah. And not make it as good as it could be by making it that something that parents could enjoy. Because I don't know why you make them. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying necessarily with this one. Just as a point for kids' movies in general, I don't know why you would want to make a movie that sucks so bad. You just want to take a cheese grater to your face watching it just because it's a kid's movie. Why should you make the parents miserable during a bad film just because it's for kids? Because we don't always watch the films whenever the kids are watching. You should, probably should. <laughs> Otherwise, well, I mean, you end up... <laughs> you're pretty safe with pulling. Sure. Like, if you need a babysitter while you're doing laundry and working and whatever around the house... Okay, why? But why, so, but why make it bad? It's, it What's doesn't... The ha- because the kids... Mm-hmm. Because the kids don't they look enjoy at it for what it is as good and bad. Sure, but I I, I don't I don't I don't know. I uh, maybe maybe you're I think looking they, at a kids film from a reviewer's perspective, not mm-hmm. as a as a child. Yeah. Sure, a child but, doesn't but, care about story and plot most the bad, of the time. But bad children's movies never really stick. Well, I think, oh, I, but I, I think you could say I, I don't think so because there are good ones like Toy Story and and even some of these Ernest okay. movies but stick okay. around. I'll give you an example, and it's one that you brought up earlier. You said you didn't like Hocus Pocus. That is a children's movie that you think is bad that has stuck. Bad. I mean, it's it's a cult classic nowadays. I still, I still think it's a good film. I do too. I, I, I like it. Hocus Pocus. I, I hear what you're saying, but you can't. You can't. There are so many factors, especially like Ernest P. Worrell. We well, don't I'm know not because we're not interviewing him, but I'm guessing if we were to sit down and talk to him, he had a certain standard of film that he wasn't going to be in. Mm-hmm. And I think that this gave him an avenue for his show at a very limited budget, which was what he was after, yep. I, I think, as well. He didn't have to worry about large budget and trouble. You know, He could probably crank one of these things out in a couple of days. And go on with his life. You know what I mean? And I think that's probably what he was about. He actually um, did care about his image. Uh, oh, he, I think he did very much. Well, it was kind of proven because in 1998 he was diagnosed with lung cancer. He was a lifelong smoker. Up until his death, you could not find a single picture of him with a cigarette anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he actually threatened to sue people that tried to post pictures of him smoking. Uh, because he didn't want that image. He understood that it was bad, but he didn't want that image portrayed to the public, of uh, you know, to kids and stuff like that, who he was a role model to. Uh, so he did care about his image. So I, uh, what, what you're saying, there's probably a little truth to that. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of truth to it. In fact, if you look up his, his in the trivia, it says uh, one of the things it brings up, it says included in a 1986 home video collection of Ernest commercials, which I'd love to have, as a public service spot with Ernest trying to convince Vern to quit smoking, yep. thus avoiding cancer. This was after his cancer thing. I, I think that I think he had his message, and he was perfectly fine mm-hmm. with the movies that he did. And one of the other big things, just while I brought up the trivia, is that it was talking about how big he was with like Make a Wish Foundation. Yep. Any request yeah, was made for him, and I think that's what he would have rather done. The movies were an avenue keep, for him to have money. Keep in and, mind, my yeah. argument was never no, about Ernest. I know. Well, I, I think it's just about trash kids films in general. Yeah, I know. I hear what you're saying. I'm only saying that his goals, I think, don't necessarily mesh with ours. And I would have liked to have sat down. The guy was really smart. He's mm-hmm. not dumb. I would have liked to have been able to sit down and talk to him. and says, why did you choose that path? You know, Because I agree with you. Some of his films were... Not very good, but the yep. four Disney ones I think made about a hundred million combined, mm-hmm. uh, and he stepped away from that, 
And there's a reason. Well, for that. Disney didn't. Disney uh, didn't, didn't do it. pick him up after after a after while. After a while, I think the movies became a little too ambitious for their budgets. Um, I'd be interested in knowing what Ernest Scared Stupid made because there was a big budget with that movie. Yeah, it had. And I don't budget. know if it met expectations. It, that might have been what happened. It did not. Um, be, I, I remember looking at that because I think that's probably what happened. Disney is a very money hungry company. Yep. And as soon as they're not making money, they they dump them. Uh, its budget was nine point six million, and it made fourteen point one million. Yeah, I mean that's not bad in traditional sense, but to Disney, that's trash. That's trash. You know. Yeah, yeah compared to the three million they put in goes to camp, and they got exactly. twenty five million. Yeah, they were seeing the trend, and the problem the problem was honestly they should have ended, in my opinion, regardless yeah. of quality, because there's only even the better of the later movies were still treading the same water. Yep. And, and, and I think actually me and you agree one of the better ones of the later movies is Slam Dunk Ernest. Yeah. Because this one, yet again, is a children's movie. Um, but it's very off the wall and comedic. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's in he's put in some goofy uh, situations. And I think the thing that helps this one is it's so many of these movies are only focused on Ernest. And he has to carry the movie. Jim Varney has to carry these movies mm-hmm. on his yeah. own. Frankly, I, honestly, a lot of these. Goes to Africa, he's it. Yeah. Um, you know, back to school. Yeah, he back to school. He's really it. I mean, there's some side characters mm-hmm. that are funny that come along the way, but he's carrying these movies. And Slam Dunk Ernest actually gives you some characters enough of them to be interesting that he doesn't have to carry it. And I think that's what helps because, to me, by this time the Ernest stick was done. I, I was just kind of tired of it. Um, but I like this one. I think it's in the higher higher tier. I'll agree. Slam Dunk Ernest is pretty good. Okay. Um, I guess I might have to go watch it. It's it's okay. It's, it is on this one's on YouTube. Yep. One of the ones on. Yeah, it's all the, the straight ones. to video ones are free. Yep. Yeah, you can find them everywhere. Yeah, I've, I've seen that one. Um. So, <laughs> so we got um. I'm just kind of going through an order just to talk about each one. Um. Ernest in the Army. It's bad. Mm-hmm. You don't like this? One? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't hate this one as bad as you guys do. I think this is right the notch above Rides Again, and Africa. It's not good, though, at all, either. Um, this one's idea was just bad. Because, frankly, tonally, I don't see how they go, okay, let's put Ernest in the Army. It just doesn't seem like a great idea. Sure enough, it isn't. Um, you know, I made a joke, I think, on one of these where I go, I'm, if these movies would have kept going before, um, or, you know, Jim Varney's untimely death, there would have been one that he went to space mm-hmm. eventually. Um, that was, <laughs> oh, I would have made good money for that. <laughs> that, was the, that was the trajectory this series was going pretty quickly. Um, but I, don't, I didn't hate it. So now we're actually getting into some halfway decent <laughs> movies here. Um, Ernest Goes to School. Uh, I think most people have seen this one. Yep. And uh, I, I had a fun time with this. It's it's, it's, a, it's a football film. Anyway, so yeah. I, I kind of dug that. Um, where Ernest subjects his teammates to experimental scientific uh, enhancements, which is probably harmful to kids, but I'm looking too far into it. It's a good film. It's very fun. Um, I like school movies, like high school, you know. You know exactly where this is going before you see it. It reminds me of that old Rodney Dangerfield back-to-school movie. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I, I could see that. It just kind of does, the old True. guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, it, it's a fun movie, though. It has its moments. Have you seen this one, Caleb? That goes to school? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that was the one I just most recently watched. It's got some surprising special guests. Uh, Will Sasso, uh, who's mm-hmm. 
pretty good comedian. And then, uh, I can't remember her name. She plays the daughter on Roseanne. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it makes sense with him doing his guest spots on Roseanne to bring, yep. a, to bring a special guest in from that show. And she plays a very, very small part in the film. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was a decent, earnest film from the ones I have seen. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> very... Just going around the part where it's like, let's make Ernest smart. Let's see what happens when we make Ernest smart. And it was that was the complete opposite direction of what Ernest was made to be. Sure. And it was just... Although, to be fair, smart for Ernest is kind of relative. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Passing high school math and yeah. high school English and such. But it had a good storyline. It did have a very good story. Yeah, I, yeah. I enjoyed it. And it, I think it a lot of Ernest films hit this point where it's like, it's kind of Ernest portraying what a person in that, like a person of the age group being in that situation would feel like. So Ernest has to go back to school. He's afraid. He has to go to high school and do all these classes. And there's bullies and there's girls and there's yep. things that he's really like worried about and things that he's trying to juggle. And that's what a normal person in high school would have to juggle. They're especially with the camp ones and scared, stupid. You know, being a young kid, afraid of what's what goes bump in the night. It's you, mm -hmm. you, he really just help kids understand that he, I feel like he put himself as an adult in the situation to help kids understand it's not just you going through this That's it's point. it's adults going through it as well adults are scared yep. too yeah and I think he he takes an adult perspective and goes hey you know adults can be in my shoes because almost all of these movies are something kids would do with the exception of you know dealing with a cannibal tribe <laughs> or um, you know yeah. riding on a cannon you know, but a lot of the better movies of his, I think, puts him in a kid situation because yeah. he is a, really he's a kid, mm -hmm. and that's that's the kind of kid character he plays. Um, and I think that's a good point that you bring up, and it, and it brings up I think the strength of these movies is that relatability, and I think why they relate so much to kids is that you know that he's they see an adult being goofy, being fun, you know, and they don't they're like okay, this dude's not lame like. Uh, steady Steve over here is, you know, I've got, <laughs> I've got this uh, role model to have, you know, that's uh, this goofy guy, you know. I didn't experience a lot of his movies as a kid, so I can't really vouch for that. The ones that I did watch, I really do like. Um, I, there's two of them I really like of his movies. Um, it's not bad. You know, this one's pretty decent. So, um, we talked about Slam Dunk Ernest briefly. Um Ernest Goes to Camp, that was one you highlighted earlier. Yeah, Ernest but Goes I to Camp. got to touch on it for sure. Is, it is one of his classics. And I, and I do believe there's three classics uh, when, it, when it comes to Ernest movies. And that's Goes to Camp, Saves Christmas, and then Scared Stupid. I'm actually not a fan of Ernest Goes to Jail. Um, uh, I've seen it. It's a long time ago. And I couldn't yeah. find it. I, um, I had to pay money for this one. I wasn't real happy about it. <laughs> um, but I did. Yeah, it, it actually goes to jail as a lot of people's favorite. Um, it's out of the out of the Disney releases. It's my least favorite. Um, yeah. I would agree with that. It's been a long time since I've seen yeah. it, though. I would mm -hmm. like to see it again. But goes to camp is a classic. It is very touching, heartfelt. Um, there's a lot of stand up for what you believe in. Um, a lot of try your best. And you'll go far type of mentality in the film. And it's really good. Um, and it is legit funny. Um, the whole gag of the little cart that just keeps running around the camp on its own. 
It, yeah. You know, you'll just see this little cart that's on fire driving through the background of shots, and you're like, hey, there it is. <laughs> um, it's, it's, like, it's like the Monty Python with the, with the cat. Thing. Yeah, with the cats. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So... No, I, I like go to goes to camp. It, it was it's it's a fine film for sure. Um, some decent entertainment. Um, this is one I got. All of these I got some looks from my wife for watching. Man, she hated these. Man, she was red hot that I had watched these. Um, this is one that I did enjoy though. I, I had a good time with it. And this one, this was the one that kind of went okay. I'm gonna finish this series because I I started with. You started I stupidly with the bad ones. Started with. Goes to Africa, rides again, uh, school, and um, and then uh, slam dunk Ernest. And I was like, okay. And going to camp, I was like, okay, you know, I'm kind of reinvigorated with this idea. Let's go for it. Uh, it's a good movie. I'd give it probably like five or six, somewhere in there. It's a fine film. Um, next up, Goes to Jail. We touched on it briefly. Yeah. I, um... I, I don't hate it. Um, I actually think it's... Quality wise, one of the better ones. But yeah, I like I like the jail exploitation vibes. Yeah, I it's just, a doppelganger movie. I just think it's. I don't. This is another one where I'm like, why, why, why this concept? You know, why does why would they think it's a good idea for him to go to jail? Other yeah. than just you know naturally the progression of films, he had to touch on every subgenre there mm. was. Um, this was just a weird idea. It just doesn't fit his character real well, and I think that might be some of the genius of it if you want to call it that, that it was a contrast to his character. Mm -hmm. But if you want a better jail exploitation flick of a character unlikely to go, watch Paddington, uh, <laughs> where he goes to jail. Yeah. And that, that one uh, is, is a good kid's film. Um, but no, it's a fun movie. Um, we're definitely going to get into the really good ones now um, here with the last couple. Uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. This is my personal favorite Ernest movie. Uh, we rented this back in like 1992, maybe 93. Uh, and it scared me whenever I was, you know, six, seven years old. Were you scared stupid? No, just scared. Uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, this was another one that through the mid to late 90s, that was a just a, a, a classic on a Saturday afternoon mm -hmm. coming on, on on a cable channel. Um and pretty much he's a garbage man and he's accidentally sets loose a troll and the troll's kidnapping kids and he has to save the town. It's a fun movie. It is really fun. Um, and it's got Eartha Kitt in it, which is kind of totally surprising. Uh, she was a huge actor, uh, actress back in the day. Um, and then, uh, the, the way she's portrayed is old lady Hackmore in this one. It was just, it was funny to see. Um, and then the uh, special effects in it was uh, done by the same guys who did uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I didn't know that. The, if you look at the Killer Clowns from Outer Space costumes and then look at the troll costumes, they're the exact sense. same things, just painted different colors. Yeah. But no, it's I, it's the exact good, same though. costumes. Yeah, yeah, they're good. Uh, there was the, some good, budget. To good special good. effects overall. Wasn't it the Chiodo? Yeah, the, the Chiodo, Chiodo brothers yeah. are the directors. I think they did the costuming and stuff too. Yeah, they did the special uh, effects for Ernest Scared Stupid, which I think is is the strongest to me element of this movie. Um, 
again the se the sense of humor on I'll, I'll get to that with the the next one which i think is to me the best earnest movie um i didn't find this one to be all that funny um in comparison to some of the ones before it but i liked the story of it more mm -hmm. so it kind of made up for it so it just felt like his it was it was weird in the tone because it felt like his his jokes were more in the back seat if that makes any sense um, which is fine and um so there's some troll stuff um yeah i think it's a fun movie uh, it's a good uh, halloween movie it's it doesn't suck you know this is not one of the ones that i'm talking about where i don't like you know kids based horror this is a fairly decent one um, it's fun at least, you know, you can have a good time with it. Yeah. And there's, there's some, some gore and some gruesome moments at the end of the movie during the final showdown with mm -hmm. all the, with all the trolls. And even the concept of like, because the trolls turn kids into wooden statues. Yeah. The fact that you, when the, when, spoiler alert, I guess, whenever the trolls are finally defeated, mm -hmm. everybody turns back into their normal selves. These kids are from really early, yeah. like pilgrim era. It's like, you have to deal with the concept and now they live in a era that is not there there's some dark yeah is that you they have to figure out how to adjust to today's society having no friends no family it's it's a weird it's an interesting concept i think as a whole this is probably his the second best film um you know but if you're saying this week well this is the one to watch because it's halloween, yeah, it's halloween. halloween. um now the uh I, I will say that i think this is a better movie than Hocus Pocus, which we brought up, which is far more popular. Uh, I think this is just a really solid kids film that does kind of have the element that you talk about, David, a little bit, or it is actually a little creepy and can mm -hmm. be a little scary at times, even though uh, looking at it now, I don't see how you can get there. But for kids, you know, yep, yep, disappearing, you know, trolls coming and get them in their beds and and in town and wherever they're at, you know. It's now, now will you say that this movie was heavily inspired by the classic film Troll 2? Because no. there's very strong similarities in the stories. There are some similarities. I, I don't know. <laughs> there was no Miak in Troll 2, all right? Because <laughs> um, I, I just looked. That's what I wanted to do. Uh, Troll 2 came out a year before... Yep. Uh, Ernest scared stupid. Yeah, uh, yeah. I really hadn't thought about it, but uh, yeah, I'd have to say that there's a good possibility that they were sitting there <laughs> looking at that. Only it was done by a competent director. Yes. That actually did understand, although he's done nothing but Ernest films. Yeah. He understood what he's done, and he was an American, which kind of got the American audience a little bit better than uh, our boy. Uh, I can't think of his name. Oh, Claudio Fabrasso. Yeah, Claudio Fabrasso. Yeah, dude, so, he's a he's a true no, American icon. I don't, I don't, I don't know that Jim Varney sat and watched this film. Going, we need to come up with something that is uh, creepy, homophobic, and you know has all you know whatever. Like Troll Two is. But yeah. <laughs> so, oh gosh. So uh, in fact, yeah. So anyway. Sorry, I, I had to. I do oh. think that I do think and this goes to Mike. These next two, especially, but the last two that we talked about, I think the top four of his films help to have a better cast. And this one yep. and Christmas has yes. a pretty good cast. Yes. So uh, it, it carries it a little bit. So really, Varney is on not the sidebar, but he's 
whenever they need some regular acting, they go somewhere else. That's why And helps. whenever they, yeah. they bring it back to him, and he's being good old Ernest. When there's too much Ernest in these movies, it, it hurts it, I think. Because, yeah, I if, again, if he's carrying the whole movie, it's, it's very hard. Because even to the people that like this sense of humor, there's only so much of it you can take in yeah, one go. I agree. Um, next up, <laughs> and I think I think this is the the best one. I this sounds really bad, but this is the one the only one I actually like. You know, like one to watch. I would watch this one. I don't hate the rest of them. I think they're a good series, honestly. As far as consistency of a long running franchise this long, commendable. Really, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm trying to be nice to them. It's commendable. They are fairly decent series, and if you like them, you're the worst one is Africa. That's probably the only one to truly avoid. If you're an Ernest Africa fan, and Army. If you're a true fan, you're gonna like most of these movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the one that I like. Um, Ernest yeah. Saves Christmas. This one's fun. There's a lot yeah, of great, really good. great cast. Um, very funny. I think this is the best jokes of his series. Um, here, the story's fun. I can't say enough good things about Ernest Saves Christmas. It's yeah. a good film. I think what makes this movie best is you can actually remove Ernest himself out of this movie, and you still have a decent Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, with Santa Claus's bag getting stolen and everything like that. But then you add in Ernest to it, and it just kind of raises it up a level. Yeah. You know. And there are two scenes in here. Uh, three, if you want to count the snake scene. He's going to talk about the reindeer, ladies and gentlemen. Which is something to behold, in my opinion. So, no, actually, I think the the reindeer, the, the sleigh flying scene was hilarious. Yep. That's one of them. But the other one, and you see it more often, is the Christmas tree scene when he takes it to Vern's house. <laughs> ho, 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 Vern. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He gets the door. Oh, it's just Vern, you know. <laughs> he's like, he's a kidder. And then they bring in this tree that is... Actually, only about four foot tall, yet when they get it in the house, it's about 50 foot tall, and they're pulling cords out of the house. And this that is probably about 10 minutes, although they leave it. Yeah. And then when they come in, Vern's doing something else. Like, he's got a chandelier in one scene where they're pulling cords, and, and the chandelier goes up. straight from his commercials. That's <laughs> yeah. kind of how all of his commercials were. Yeah. And uh, it really is, I think, the there's great scenes. This, this movie's fun. I, I watched it again here recently. Almost put me in the Christmas mood, but it, it didn't because <laughs> Halloween's cooler. But we'll get to that. Um, but I, it, it's a fun movie. I, I'll say it, this one's good. This one, even if you aren't an Ernest fan, this is the one you should watch if you haven't watched an Ernest movie. Because if you don't like this, don't stay away. Yeah. Go. Mm-hmm. Like, go far away. Because it doesn't get to me better than this one. Um, and, and it's a good introduction. You know, you get everything that makes the Ernest movies appealing to people. Um, on top of just being a quality film overall, even if you don't like Ernest movies, you're going to get something out of this to enjoy to a certain degree. Especially I have a hard time. Christmas I have a hard time thinking someone's going to watch this and go, "Yeah, I hate it." Unless you just uh, I don't know how you would either. The worst part of this movie, in my opinion, at least, is the girl. Um, she's a little wooden at times, but she's a child actor. The the two Santas that are in it are great. Uh, you know, you've got a lot of things. There's a prison scene in it. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, I like that's the awesome. elves. They're the hilarious. Elves are fun. They're, um, it's almost as good a Santa performance as uh, Goldberg. The <laughs> the delivery guys at the airport yeah. when they're they're looking up and they see the reindeer rolling and the, around. And they make the appearances throughout the yep. Ernest 
filmography. Although yeah. one of them does die. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, the, the, yeah, there's, there's, I agree with your assessment there. It, it, this is the safe bet to start off. This one or Scared Stupid either way. Yeah. If you want to just watch an earnest film now that's Halloween theme, Scared Stupid is a great film. I mean, sure. yeah, I read them about the same. It. Um, but you know, Earn Sex Christmas is a classic. This one to me is a couple points ahead. Um, this it? is a seven, eight territory type movie. Um, again, this is the heart one, the one that I gave the heart to. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I think there's a couple spinoffs. I don't know either anything about these two. Um, know what I mean? Hey, Vern, it's fam my family album. Yeah, I saw, uh, there's, I saw parts of that. There's uh, variety shows that he also okay. he had a one season variety show. Uh, called, I think it's Hey Vern, It's Ernest, and that was in 1988. Um, Is it any good? It's fine. It, it's a children's Saturday morning variety show. Okay. Uh, he really was geared towards children. Sure. Um, and I actually remember watching it before church, reruns of it years later before church on Sunday mornings. I had a laugh. It came on at 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning on you know, some unknown cable channel that's probably not around anymore. Um, I think I do have the DVDs of it, but okay. it's pretty. Yeah, I I don't even remember seeing those, but mm -hmm. you know, uh, I think that's pretty. I I read one review. I've, I'm off the page now. Well, it really wasn't even a review. All it said was from a guy on Letterboxd uh, when I was 12. They were talking about Ernest Takes Christmas when I was 12. This was a 10. When I was 30, this was a two. I'm gonna rate it. You know. No. You know, one, you know, a six or seven. I can't remember. It's that's fair, and I think that's probably true. I think nostalgia is going to play a, a big role. Mm -hmm. I think in some of these mm -hmm. films. Um, well, that's yeah. kids' movies in general. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I, I there's a lot of kids' movies that I feel nostalgic about, but a lot of them are honestly like more adult-oriented films that I just happen to watch as a kid. Um, that's probably what's wrong, but. <laughs> Well, I, I do think that you analyze films, and that's what makes you more of a, uh, a critic. Or as as I don't, I only know what I like and don't like. And I like this film. I like his the the final four film or the big four is what I'd call them. They're great. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're they're a lot of fun. They're are they good movies. Well, the yeah. last two are. They're I think Scared Stupid and Christmas are both pretty good movies. Uh, are they? Gonna wind up on a Criterion release? Lord, I hope not. Or they've got their, they've got something wrong. I would cry. <laughs> <laughs> but I could see. I, I wish somebody would put out a decent restoration. Uh, you can get the three pack of uh, Goes to Jail, uh, Scared Stupid, and uh, I want to say it's Camp mm -hmm. on uh, for about fifteen twenty dollars on Blu-ray. Um, I'll probably wind up buying that. There is a long out of print Ernest box set uh, that is extremely expensive, um, and that's just a pipe dream now. But it's a unicorn, huh? Yep. Okay. Well, we know what we need to find for Mike. Uh, you know. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> no, I I really like this episode. It's a topic we wouldn't normally talk about, but I am glad you chose it, and it's a series of movies that I really. Mostly neglected, so I'm happy to go back and have a reference point, if anything else, for when someone talks about the Ernest movies. I gave it my shot, gave it my all. I just wanted to shed some light on a on a guy that he was typecast into Ernest P. World, 
But, you know, he did a lot more stuff other than that. Yeah. And he legit, like Caleb was talking about earlier, his voice acting that he did in Atlantis and Toy Story and stuff like He was a great voice actor. Yeah. You know, even if he wasn't on screen, you know, and he also did voice acting in The Simpsons. You know, he played a, a carny that could stick a cigarette in his ear and he could pull it out of his butthole. But uh, literally, he did that at the dining room table in The Simpsons. But, uh, yeah. And then they took over The Simpsons' house and became squatters. Because uh, that's what carnies do. But, uh, you know, from being a commercial icon in the late 70s and 80s, selling, you know, Mellow Yellow and Cottage Cheese, to, you know, being forefront of Disney movies, you know, in the late mm-hmm. 80s and early 90s, and then kind of going back into obscurity in the, the mid-90s, and then coming back into the forefront with Disney again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he really did have an amazing career, and it's... It's kind of sad that he's passed away now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was it was too soon. I think he was only fifty something years old. Yeah, he was fifty years old. And um, you know, that, that is sad. No, no doubt. I mean, yeah, so, I I really am glad we we did this episode and uh, it, br- it brought back a lot of good memories yeah. because of you know his animated work with Disney, his earnest movies, and I I looked him up and he did a film that I completely forgot about, a Treehouse Hostage. Huh. Where he was a convicted. Oh yeah. Where he was a con- okay, I, I remember that. He was movie. an escaped convicted criminal. Mm-hmm. using a convict, and a group of ten-year-olds catch him. Huh. The cops can't even get him. Yep. And it, I, it was a weird. They like tie thing. him up in their treehouse. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's a Disney like made-for-TV yeah. Disney movie. I did yeah. look at his filmography. I didn't notice that one, but there's some stuff on that there. That was an old that. film that I completely forgot he did, and yeah. I watched it. I, I watched it when I was younger. Yep, hmm. I remember that. And, one. And it, <laughs> I'd never seen actor. that. Great actor. I uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of good stuff. So really? glad you got to choose movie. Glad to get you that you got to choose it. If I could spit it out, no, you've been you've been hitting at this one for a while. I think every birthday podcast you've been yep. afraid of choosing this one. I, I guess. I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> want to put everybody through it. But I do think that are. these these are challenging. That these type this podcast format challenges each of us generally to look at something that we don't like i think i don't think there's been one that's universally uh liked by the members i know when i did sports movies that was not your thing you did a horror movie one that's not my thing um you know it is what it is so it, it challenges us uh what was your last one because i looked at films i wasn't looked at oh, I lovecraft, lovecraft films so it challenges you to look at stuff and you know i think that you know, films you can find stuff that you would like even in the stuff that you would normally pass. Yeah, like you did martial arts movies last year, and I'm sorry, I just I don't like a lot of the those cheesy martial arts movies. But I did find a few that I really did enjoy. Yeah. So. I think that's that's part of it. So thanks. What? <sighs> Gosh, I'll quit it. looking at your fantasy football team. Nobody wants. Nobody cares. No, I've been I've been watching a football game. Of course I would. I care because I'm smoking them this week. You're not, I'm actually beating you right now, but projection, yeah, well, projections later on are probably going to get Blind me. squirrel finds an acorn every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. sorry. I figured I'd just bring it up. So, <laughs> no, well, it's, it's a good time. If um, you're going to bring it up, I'll say that Kyle had 52 points on his bench between Brady and, uh, and Dee Watson. Yeah. Thanks, thanks hope, Kyle. Appreciate it. Yeah, hopefully he listens to this episode so he can hear us slamming him on... <laughs> Air. I'm sorry, but if you've got three quarterbacks on your team, you got it coming. 
That is true. That and he he's, like, a, he's intentionally sabotaged. He's got three quarterbacks. Oh, and also, thank yeah, he's, you, he's thank you for Brady. dropping Keenan Allen after one bad oh, game. Oh, that's two too. quarterbacks. Brady and Watson. Okay. I thought Watson was – I didn't even notice it was a quarterback. Wow, that's – and, and – well, Tannehill did outscore Watson. Okay, let's right. end the episode and we can talk about fantasy football <laughs> <Okay>. later. <laughs> but either way, now happy birthday, Mike. Hopefully you, you like your copy of Goonies. Let me know how the copy is. I appreciate it. Um, uh, so, yeah, good stuff. I'll see your poster hanging up here soon. Airplane? Yes. Well, uh, you gave him a poster already? I <laughs> gave him two. You haven't told me which ones you want I off the list. I told you which ones I want. No, you never said which ones. You said, I want some of those. We're going to close off the episode. <laughs> Y'all have a good one. And that concludes our show. We hope you've really enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to leave us a review. Find us on Facebook. But one of the most powerful ways that we can expand our audience and the show is for you to tell your friends about us. You know, if they love movies and you love movies, hopefully they love our podcast too. So we would love to hear uh, you spreading the word of our show to all of your friends. And uh, tell them about our community. If they have any questions about movies, we could save them some money on some of the bad ones and tell them what uh, maybe they should watch. Uh, But either way, until next time, we hope to see you all again.